Welcome back to the Monocle Dynasty podcast, where we keep an eye on Dynasty football. Uh, if you're listening today, then you probably heard the show from yesterday, or I guess technically there was two shows. Um, they were pretty quick, uh, really just more of an introduction to myself, an introduction to the show, a little bit about the league, uh, not too much, uh, but it was basically all about me and whatever I wanted to talk about. Uh, today, we actually have a guest. And it's really the person who kind of started this whole thing uh, because he is the one who started the league that uh, created the show. And, and uh, even more so with John Crescent creating um, uh, articles and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, today, I have Aaron Wilcox. Uh, I would uh, like to bring him on. So how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, John. And thanks for the kind words. Yeah, of course. Um so I'd uh, like to ask you a couple questions about uh, how you got started in fantasy, how you got started in dynasty, how long you've been doing it, um, and, uh, you know, kind of go sure from there. Thing. Yeah, well, um, I guess to give you a little bit of a background about me, um, I, I'm in a doctorate of physical therapy program in, in Duluth, Minnesota. So it's the northwestern uh, uh, tip of Lake Superior um, in Northeastern Minnesota. So, um, so I do that full-time student there, but I mean, dynasty has been a, a really big passion of mine. I've been playing dynasty about six years or so now. Um, one of my buddies in, in undergrad got me going on it and I just really enjoyed it. He kind of threw me into the fire there and got me into a, a pretty deep, not only, um, dynasty league, but an IDP league actually. So that's how I started. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. So IDP was, it was kind of a lot to throw at me, but I, I really liked it. And I'm, I'm not doing IDP anymore, actually. Um, I've definitely kind of just gone into the traditional dynasty um, roster construction. But yeah, no, so that's how I got started. And I really have branched off into, you know, I really enjoy doing super flex drafts now the last couple of years. And then also I, I'm in a Debbie league as well. So I really enjoy the Debbie aspect of uh, fantasy football as well. Sure. How many leagues are you in uh, right now, like uh, dynasty wise? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is my seventh. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I, I'm okay. in quite a few. How about yourself? Uh, I believe I'm right there with you. I might, I might be at six. It's either six or seven. Um, I kind of try not to keep count because then I'll probably cry if when I think about how much money I spend on fantasy football every year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I got some free leagues, so thankfully I'm saving a couple bucks there. But I, I do it because I love it. And, I mean, that's I wasn't super crazy about doing a big buy-in for this league either just because, you know, I, I just really enjoy it, um, money or not. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I was kind of pushing for the for the league to be – and we can obviously get into the league and all, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I was kind of pushing for it to be a little more – just because I'm kind of used to higher, uh, you know, higher buy-ins and everything. But, you know, as I kind of thought about it more and everything, it, it, maybe it makes it a little more fun, a little different. And, uh, you know, it's kind of more about the actual league itself than, than necessarily the money and the money just kind of like, Oh, cool. I, you know, I won a couple hundred bucks and you know, that's nice, but it's more about the actual league, the type of league and that kind oh, of, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And, being a college kid, you know, it's all monopoly money at this point. It's all loans. So <laughs> throwing in a little bit more money into <laughs> leagues, I guess, isn't a huge problem, but. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. 
So, um, so speaking of the league, we basically, uh, I mean, you had an idea, um, and, uh, now we have a league. So tell us a little bit about your idea, like what, what, uh, started the idea, like how did that all happen and, and, uh, how do we have a league today? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was really getting the itch to participate in a startup auction and, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to commission other league. I'm a commissioner of two other leagues and um, I do enjoy it, but I tend to enjoy the leagues where I don't really have those responsibilities um, of maybe a little bit more, but you know, I was really interested in getting a um, good group of guys together and I figured why not reach out to it. It was FF Kyle um, on Twitter and he's, he's been really great uh, retweeting people's, um, you know, post if they want help filling league or if they want to start up league or if they got questions. So I reached out to him via DM and, and just messaged him. And that's how I guess everybody in the league um, heard about it was through his tweets and then put us all, all in that uh, Twitter chat. And then from there, I kind of started, you know, group me page, started a sleeper app, and then we did our draft through MFL. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I'd been itching to do an auction draft for quite some time. I, I really like the the benefits of being able to build a team, do it your way, um, not be subject to the snake draft, and then, you know, trying to trade up certain spots in the in the snake draft. It's always tough. So yeah, I, I like this challenge, and and definitely um, big advocate of the super flex format. Um, uh, all my leagues that I've done the last couple of years have been that. So yeah. Yeah, me too. Um... Now, with the auction, I, I believe that everyone in this league, this was their first Dynasty auction draft uh, ever. But had you done any other auction drafts before? You know, I, I did a fantasy basketball one one year. And then um, other than that, no. So this was completely new to me, especially the slow draft format, because um, I think most of us probably when we had participated in, in drafts in the past, they were mostly um, just live auctions. So the slow auction definitely um, threw a different dimension in there and hopefully didn't take up everybody's month because, you know, it was quite a few weeks uh, paying attention every day to bids and whatnot, but it was fun. Yeah. I mean, obviously with this kind of league and, and the fact that it was a slow auction because we have people all around the world, um, you know, I think it, it kind of had to be a slow auction yep. really. And uh, so, I mean, yeah, it, it took up some time and everything, but I think we did it the right way. And, um, you know, I, I think <laughs> we might have gotten a little impatient towards the end, but it really wasn't, you know, that bad uh, when it was all said and done. No, no I, I definitely agree. It was, was not bad at all. And, I mean, I'm happy with the, how everything turned out. Um, yeah, so, I mean, on, on to the off season now, huh? Yeah, I mean, obviously the combine's going on. Uh, you know, people are getting excited about rookies and and everything. Um, but obviously, with with our league, with the with that league, we have not done our rookie draft yet. So all we have to go off of, are at least some of us, not not me, but um, our picks and and uh, you know get excited about that. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about our uh, our strategies and including like if you wanted to pick rookie picks or if you wanted to go with more uh, veteran players, like that kind of thing, uh, what kind of strategies did you have going into uh, the draft? Uh, like what changed, if anything, uh, how quickly did it change? 
uh, you know, anything to do with that. Absolutely. So heading into there, I had a spreadsheet, um, like a Google spreadsheet where I could um, type in, you know, whatever amount of money I was spending on certain positions and then it would calculate, you know, um, you know, how much I had left out of my $500. So we had $500 to start up this auction and basically had to allocate that between 30 roster spots, um, minimum $1 bid. And yeah, so as far as some strategies with that, um, I really like to invest my dynasty teams in, in youth. I just, I, maybe I'm a little bit of an ageist or something as a fantasy player, but <laughs> I don't, I do not like declining assets for the most part. I, I understand the importance of having some um, steady productive vets on your team for sure. But sometimes I really like to gamble a little bit and get some more youth on my team, guys with upside who can actually um, increase their value and then maybe put up similar statistics. So um, from the get go, I was, I was eyeing up some, you know, decently young assets, but it quickly um, was clear that people were spending up for those young studs, especially like running backs yeah, oh, a yeah. couple, couple quarterbacks right away. They were going for big bucks. So, yeah, no, absolutely. It, uh, it, I think it kind of surprised everyone. Um, at least it surprised me. I know I kind of had an idea going in. Um, that idea was quickly thrown out the window. I, I kind of wanted a balanced approach, yeah. and uh, I. I knew, obviously, I knew that people like Mahomes, players like Mahomes and, and uh, you know, Jackson and, and people like that, uh, CMC, were going to go for pretty, pretty big uh, amounts of money. I didn't know exactly what that was going to be, but I also knew I wasn't willing to spend that money. Um, I knew going in, I was not going to get Christian McCaffrey. I was not going to get, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson or, or anybody like that because I knew it was going to be too much. Uh, but I also didn't think I was going to be spending, you know, $95 for Kyler Murray or, or anything like that. I was really thinking more like uh, 50s, 60s, maybe 70s, like that kind of thing. And it, it quickly changed. <laughs> and then, of course, I had to change, you know, my approach because of that. Um, I uh, I mean, is that something that, that kind of happened with you where were you uh, – was it a quick decision that, you know, you're going to try something else? Was it just kind of like, I'm going to play it by ear. I'm going to see what happens or, or what were, what were yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, for sure. I, I wish I could tell you, you know, I had it all planned out and I, I saw this coming, but <laughs> all, all the bids were kind of crazy. <laughs> and uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say crazy, but you know, not what you expected. So definitely learn that um, you got to adjust to how the draft rolls and no one draft is going to be the same. So I definitely learned those lessons there. And then, I mean, I, I like the strategy getting the big time players out right away in the auction. Um, see what the top players are going yeah. for, base everybody else um, off of that. But I mean, sometimes let those guys um, or so, sometimes let other owners burn their money right away. Um, it might uh, offer some steals a little bit later in the draft for sure. But um, ultimately, I mean, we win fantasy football with studs. Uh, so you definitely want to have productive guys on your team. So it's a balance for sure. And then you also have to budget a lot with auction. So, I mean, that's, that's, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to allocate your money and, um, you got to be fluid and, and adjust as needed, uh, throughout the draft. Well, yeah, I had, I mean, I, you know, I kind of had 
a plan that I did stick to. And that was to kind of get at least like one stud for every position. Um, and, and I kind of did stick to that for the, for the most part. Um, I, I did not think that I was going to be completely out of money by doing that. <laughs> um, you know, I, like I said, I, obviously I, I just, I ran out of money quick, but I think that also kind of had to do with the proxy bidding uh, where some of that surprised me. I, I didn't necessarily know I was going to get certain players for certain prices. And, uh, you know, I bid on this guy, bid on this guy. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, I have no money <laughs> left. <laughs> you know, And I, or at least if I get these players, I have no money left, but I can't bid on these other players because I've already bid that money on these players. And then I'm watching some of these guys like getting started and, and bid on, you know, after I've already allocated my funds. And I'm looking at it going, oh, no. <laughs> yep, yep. I also had that oh, no moment. Once I, I had high bids on on Gurley and Eckler, and then I realized people were just – they were not willing to bid big money anymore. That was kind of the, the breaking point, I feel like. Was once those guys started going for, you know, a decent amount of money, they were still relatively cheap compared to the Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders of the world, but still um, – yeah, people just realized, oh, I can't keep spending like this or else I'm going to have nobody but a bunch of $1 guys on my roster. And obviously we had like 24 hours per bid. And then, you know, of course it gets bid up and you add another 24 hours. But to me, it seemed like that happened extremely quickly. Like everyone was just throwing money at the wall, like whatever, here, take my money, take my money. And then next thing you know, everyone was like, all right, I got to chill. And it was very quick. And it was like, you are if you already had bids out, you were kind of screwed. Yeah. If you hadn't put your bids out yet, then you were okay. And that's where you saw some guys like um I wanna say was it John Cresson? I think still had a lot of money left. Um I, uh I know I'm gonna probably butcher his name, but Ramunez, uh <laughs> you know, he had a lot of money left. Uh there was, you know, quite a few guys that were able to kind of take advantage of it at that point. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Like saving that money was it's an interesting strategy, um, and I, I think it usually pays off because you get so many steals. But at the same time, it kind of, like I was saying before, um, it depends how much you value having maybe those top end studs on your roster. Because when you wait, a lot of those guys are off the board already, so you're pretty limited on options for sure. Well, then that comes in, that brings in the whole discussion of like studs and duds versus uh, you know having a, a wealth of depth. And, you know, that kind of thing, obviously, you know, you kind of want a mix of both. Um, but when I guess when you're doing the auction, you almost have to choose like which one you want to go with. Like, I think that's that was kind of my takeaway, at least. Um, I don't know unless it works out just absolutely perfectly that you can have like a truly balanced approach unless you literally just bid like the perfect bid. Maybe a smarter person than I can do it. Um, <laughs> but I kind of feel like you have to choose like am I going to go the studs and duds approach? Um, am I going to go the all rookies approach like Jason did? Or, uh, or you know, am I going to kind of do the more of the balanced approach like Ramirez? I'm sorry, I'm terrible with his name. <laughs> He's going to probably yell at me, but, um, you know, like whatever, uh, how, however he did it. And uh, I kind of feel like you, you have to choose one of those things. Right? Yeah, yeah, it does seem like that, that's for sure. So, I mean, I tried to stay balanced, but then – I don't know, you look at my McCaffrey bid and I mean, I don't know how much that was like 30% of my budget or so, like $132 out of 500. And then you're like, 
shoot, I can't really spend as much on a lot of other guys that I'd like to, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, he ended up being the second most expensive player. No, I mean, not that he shouldn't be, but he ended up being the second most expensive player, you know, in the entire draft. So that was definitely a, a pay up. But, you know, you're you're hoping for those, you know, what, 400 and something points again. And hopefully it's, it's all worth that money. Yeah, you got to hope so. And I mean, there's so many factors that go into um, him being able to, to sustain his success for sure. So a little bit of a gamble, but. You know, sometimes you got to bet on, on the talent and hopefully a better situation, too. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, basically, how are you feeling about the, the league? Uh, how, you know, as far as, like, the teams, how many would you say are competing for now? You don't actually have to name names or anything, but, like, uh, how, how many would you say are, are playing for the future? Uh, are, is there anybody that's, like, one or two picks away or, you know, one or two players away from just being a complete stud that, you know, no one can contend with or, or anything like that. Um, what are your ideas on that? Absolutely. Um, there's a couple of teams, I, I guess I would say strategies that I liked to set them up um, maybe in a combination of short-term and long-term and uh, just a couple off the top of my head would have been uh, Jason, of course, with all the rookie picks, uh, Danny, uh, John Cresson and uh, Matt. Yeah, th- those are some guys off the top of my head that I, I enjoyed their strategies. They they all differed and um, definitely would be willing to um, have a chat with them individually. You know, see like if if that's how they intended um, for things to go or or whatnot. But I like some of those strategies. But definitely. honestly, I, I like a lot of the balance that um, our league has. You know, it's got a lot of fun teams and. It's it's really hard this early in the in the off season to really predict how teams are gonna do. So, I I don't really want to um, call out anybody in a positive or, or negative manner at this point because I mean I think we've all got a lot of players on our teams that we like. I mean even even teams that um, ran out of money pretty early like Eric's. I mean he's got the two best yeah i mean arguably the two best assets right now in the game and lamar jackson (laughs) and patrick mahomes so i mean even he's doing well you know well i think like with a a team like his it's going to boil down to does he just want to roll with them and you know go into the future with with the uh you know with his future rookie picks and all that kind of stuff and just build around that core or does he want to possibly make some giant blockbuster trade with one or even both of them and then create a team from there. I mean, he probably could get a ridiculous amount for, like I said, either one or both of those quarterbacks. And I mean, he could have a completely different looking team by next week if he really wanted to. So it's, it's kind of up to him. And, you know, like you said, I'd be very interested to see, uh, is this how everyone planned it? Is this, you know, just something that happened because you had to change uh, strategies mid mid draft or, you know, how to, exactly did your team come about like that kind of thing? I'd be very interested to hear about Jason. You know, if he if he was just uh, really like duping us the entire time and uh, like that was his plan to just do the rookies, 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 rookies or, you know, like because in the beginning he was kind of making it seem like he was pretty unhappy that he had paid so much for a certain rookie pick and all that kind of stuff. And then at the end, he's like, 
I love rookies, you know, give me all the rookies. Yep. <laughs> so I'd be definitely interested to talk to him and, and see what, you know, he has to say about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, that, that was definitely an interesting strategy. And um, I mean, it's the right time of year to invest in rookie picks because the draft um, coming up and the combine going on right now, everybody's got that rookie fever. So <laughs> good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. I, I generally love having picks. I mean, I, I try to get as many as I can. I don't go like crazy. I, I, you know, I I don't necessarily like have to sell my veterans to get rookies and picks and that kind of stuff, but I I do enjoy it. So the fact that I have none in this league makes me a little sad, but I mean, I have picks in just about every other league that I'm in. So I guess I'll, I'll survive somehow, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm, I definitely enjoy that whole process and, you know, watching the rookies and, and, you know, seeing where they're drafted and then, you know, getting excited, like, Ooh, I might be able to get them at one Oh four, you know, whatever pick it might be. Yeah. Definitely a lot to get excited about. That's for sure. But yeah. Absolutely. What, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Ahead. Thanks. So I, I was interested. Um, I had a couple, couple best values and overpriced guys that I had identified as well from the draft. So I don't know if you wanted to hear those. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and then feel free to chip in at any time if you're going to add any to list or any follow-ups with them. But like, I think that Carson Wentz going for $49 in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it could pay off really big. That was a nice value. And there's some decent running backs, uh, Aaron Jones, Fournette, carry on Johnson, James Conner, Geis, where I, I thought that those guys all could have went for more money. So those, those are some um, potential steals there. And then later in the draft, people started running out of money and Odell, Amari Cooper, um, Calvin Ridley, I suppose Keenan Allen a little bit, um, even Marvin Jones at the end. I mean, th- that was one guy I picked up at the end and I was surprised I could grab him for $2, for example. But some of those guys, yeah, oh, yeah. were definitely values or in Joku there at the end. I don't remember how much he went for, but it was, it was like four dollars or something really cheap, I think. So and then, yeah, I was looking it up. I, I'm pretty sure it was four. Yeah, I'm looking at right here. Jason got him uh, for okay, four. Sure. And then basically every pick after after one ten was just a nice deal, unless unless you nominated three hundred one or three hundred two early earlier in the draft. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh yeah, I want some picks, and then there's like four dollars or something like that for a third rounder when they they were a dollar at the end of the draft, you know. So. Yeah, a lot of those second round picks ended up being pretty good steals, um, you know, and unfortunately for me, fortunately for most everyone else, like I, I literally could only bid like $2 at that point. So as soon as someone bid it up over $2, it was like, oh, not getting that pick, right. <laughs> you know, not getting that, that player. <laughs> so, I mean, there you definitely could get some steals, especially towards the end, like you said, when it was, there's really only like two or, two or three guys that had any kind of like actual money yeah right and then it's like do you want to bid up that player like i mean maybe they set their proxy for higher but can't really take a chance at that point at the end of the draft so i i was curious whether you um you did that strategy at all i, I did that a couple times i i think for the most part i ended up regretting it if i tried to bid somebody up i'm like they should not be going for that cheap you know i'm just gonna throw a, a dollar or two higher and then I got stuck with, you know, a couple of guys, Not, nothing too crazy, but I was curious whether you did that as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, no one that I was upset about getting, you know, I'm, 
I really don't like to bid on players that I wouldn't like on my team. Not to say that I didn't or that I won't, but I kind of have a threshold of like, okay, if, if I think they're going to go for 60, I'm not bidding over 50 on them if I don't want them on my team. Um, You know, so I, like, I would say, um, I would say like Stefan Diggs, I, you know, I got him for 55 and I, I'm happy with that price. I'm not mad about it. Obviously there's, there ended up later on being other guys. I probably would have even liked uh, more. They ended up going for a little bit cheaper, but um, you know, I, I wasn't mad about the 55 at the time. Everyone was going for seventies and eighties and even nineties. And so 55 seems like a steal, um, but you know, ended up being maybe, you know, like a slight overpay when it was all said and done. So I definitely did that, you know, where I was trying to creep up because, you know, the way I looked at it was every dollar that I can creep it up. If someone, you know, does that, then that's just, just taking money out of their pockets basically. And, you know, that's better for me. And like I said, it kind of backfired on me, but at the same time, um, you know, I ended up being happy with the players that I got. Um, as far as a, a deal or a steal or whatever, I honestly think that uh, Travis Kelsey for $50, uh, I mean, it might not be a steal, but I think in the grand scheme of things, that was a pretty good price. Um, you know, even if you don't want to call it a steal or anything like that, but just like, I was pretty happy with that price. Um, obviously I know most tight ends went for like $8 or you know $6 or whatever, but in the grand scheme of tight ends, uh, you know, there's really only what, like three or four that you'd really, really want to have on your team. And obviously Kelsey is one of those. Absolutely. I mean, see, that maybe goes back a little bit to my philosophy as well, though, Um, with just the aging tight end. I don't know how many more years of tight end end one production Kelsey has versus I ended up investing like in Mark Andrews, for example. And, you know, you're you're paying less than half the price and you might be getting a lot more years of tight end one production. But obviously it's like Kelsey is such a stud. He puts up elite numbers, too. So, um yeah, def- definitely a lot of ways to do it. But, I mean, hindsight's hindsight's fun, isn't it? Looking back and <laughs> saying, I wish I would have saved my money on this guy or I wish I would have invested in this guy. Yeah, I mean, I basically just had to stop looking at, at who was being drafted um, after I was out of money because I didn't feel like crying myself to sleep every <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, hindsight's fun, but I uh, – you know, like I said, I, I ended up being happy with my team. Obviously, there there's some things that I wish I could have done differently or better or whatever, but I'm sure just about everybody feels that way, at least about like one player or one thing that they didn't get or, um, you know, or paid too much for. Just, uh, just like Andy, Andy I, Dalton there in the draft, huh? So somebody probably wants I, – I can't even remember who bid up Andy Dalton for like $18 or $19, and I'm sure looking back, they're like, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, that was Tim. Okay. Um, actually, you know, Tim, Tim and I were talking the other day, and he had, he had mentioned that. Um, he had said that, you know, at the time, $18 seemed like a really good deal on a starting quarterback or, you know, I guess who could potentially be a starting quarterback somewhere else. Um, I, obviously, I don't think he's going to be with the Bengals anymore. But, <laughs> but um, you know, he definitely could be a starter somewhere else. I know people have talked about, like, the Patriots and stuff like that. Um, but so at the time, 18 bucks for a possible starter seemed like a pretty good deal. But then when you're getting guys uh, later on, like, uh, let's see who went cheaper. Like, obviously, Brady went for 10. 
Um, I mean, Brissett, Brissett for the, seven. I mean, you know, you could get some guys who are start. Roethlisberger for seven. Yeah, Brissett I mean, maybe, for seven. Bridgewater. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Trubisky. I, that's another one I identified as that was a pretty good deal. Honestly, he's a starter. Yeah, I was I was pretty happy with that. And the thing is, is that I literally had six dollars. Mm-hmm. So um, I, <laughs> if someone had bid one more dollar, I could not. Match. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so that went pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> that that's great that it worked out though. That's for sure. And then yeah, so it's yeah, and I definitely wanted to have like three. I'm sorry okay. to cut you off, but. I wanted to have three quarterbacks. That's always kind of been my philosophy, at least three quarterbacks in a super flex league, um, like actual quarterbacks, not like, uh, not like uh, Blake Bortles or Chase Daniels or, or somebody like that, like actual starting quarterbacks. And I know people are kind of like iffy about, about Trubisky and, you know, if he's going to be the starter long-term and that kind of thing, but at least for week one, he's a starter. I mean, I, I wanted at the very least to have three actual starters uh, to start the league with and then kind of work my way from there. But uh, I don't, I don't like not having enough to cover by weeks and injuries and that kind of thing that that scares me in a super flex. Yeah, no, I, I definitely can get on board with that for three quarterbacks in a super flex. That's a nice spot to be in. Um, as far as a couple overpriced guys too, I mean, we won't spend too much time on individual players, but I thought, um, Drew Locke really went off for a lot. Aaron Rodgers, a little bit more than, um, you know, I, I view him as kind of a declining guy. You know, he hasn't been the statistical producer in the last few years that he has been in the past. And then you get up to like the top guy. I mean, I guess maybe Dak, Kyler, Josh Allen, they might be worth it, but when you're spending in the nineties for those guys, they better, they better pan out. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of goes with your, your whole youth thing. I mean, all of those guys, Dak and and Kyler and um, I don't remember what Russell Wilson went for. I mean, obviously he's not as young, but he's only 30. He went for 76. I mean, that was a, that was a pretty good price, Um, you know, compared to some of the other ones, but you know, I think you're just, you're talking about, a possible QB, a possible QB one for maybe a decade or even longer. Um, and, you know, that's where that you're kind of paying for that youth and upside and everything. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I didn't go into it thinking, you know, I can talk for myself at least with Kyler. I didn't go into it thinking I was going to pay $95 for Kyler. Um, but once I saw like the quarterbacks that were going off the board and what they were going for, I was perfectly happy with that price. Like I, I actually value Kyler either right around or even above uh, Deshaun Watson. And that might be like a hot take, but that's just how I feel. And so the fact that I got him for $5 less than Deshaun Watson made me feel good. Now somebody else might say you're an idiot and uh, you know, you should have paid 50 bucks, but I mean, that's just how I felt about it. No, that's fair, man. And you got to get your guys too, for sure. Yeah, I, I enjoy, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I tried to get guys that I actually like and I actually enjoy like watching play uh, on my team. And I've even done it to a fault sometimes where like I might trade for a guy just because I really, really like that person, that player or whatever. And not always that they're like so much better than the guy I traded away or anything like that. Um, Sometimes I I get caught up in that, but that's just kind of my philosophy. It's more fun for me when I'm enjoying it and, and watching uh, players and Derrick Henry is one of those. I just love watching the guy play football. 
And so it's so much fun watching the Titans and watching him run for 250 yards and, you know, just destroying people. And the fact that I'm getting fantasy points from that makes it even better. Yeah. yeah makes it much sweeter. And yeah, I can definitely get behind that too. The, the guy's a unit. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, you know, with him, I mean, we don't have to get into some big discussion about Derrick Henry, but I know that, uh, that I'm sure there's people that are, completely off of him completely on him think he's a top five running back or would say like you know sell him as quickly as possible I've heard it on you know a bunch of other podcasts I rarely hear people say like go buy 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 it's mostly go sell 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 but I'm kind of the opposite I kind of have the opposite feeling right yeah you're buying high on him a little bit but yeah I like that (laughs) I did it's 70 bucks I definitely bought high on him (laughs) sometimes you got to on those guys though like I I think you drafted um who is it you drafted DJ Moore is that right yeah I got DJ for 80 which I mean once again not not necessarily a steal but maybe a little bit cheaper than I thought I was going to get him for uh so I was pretty happy with that in fact when I when I did it um and this kind of goes back to like my strategy going out the window I bid on DJ Diggs and Julio all at the same time. Um, and so I, I literally had, let's see if I can do some quick math, a hundred, uh, I had $205 allocated to those three players all at the same exact time. And I had no idea if I was going to get them or not, but that was when I like really started like running out of money. Um, I think I ended up, only getting one other like major player after that. And that was Baker for 45. So um, I kind of assumed that somebody was going to outbid me for DJ and I really wasn't going to have enough money to like really go toe for toe yep. uh, with them. So I, I really kind of expected to get outbid. And then I think everyone kind of started realizing that we were getting a little crazy with the spending and everyone kind of calmed down and, like I said, it, not necessarily a steal, but just maybe a little bit less than I thought I was going to get him for. Yeah, that's totally fair. I, I like the deal that you got on him for sure. Well, I think, uh, you know, we discussed our teams and we discussed the values and some of our strategies and everything. Um, obviously, we could talk for hours probably about, <laughs> about each individual player. Uh, you know, we even could talk about the upcoming uh, – rookies and the draft and that kind of thing but I think we might uh, save that for another show kind of wanted to keep this around 30 minutes or or maybe even less and I think we're right around there so um, obviously I'm going to have you on uh, more and more as the commissioner and and everything Um, John Crescent's going to be joining me in the future although he's on the west coast I'm on the east coast and so our schedules are a little weird but we're going to try and make it work and um hopefully get a little like back and forth going and see if we can't have something fun to talk about. Um, is there uh, anything else that you really thought was important to discuss or, or, you know, go over before uh, we shut it down for today? Um, no, I mean, I really enjoyed being on here and um, hope everybody's enjoying seeing all the results coming in from the, um, the combine. And I mean, don't overreact to them, but I, I guess maybe if you're in the same league <laughs> as me, overreact to them, but <laughs> um but, <laughs> oh, you know, Jason's going to be overreacting to all of them. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it's so fun seeing these guys in the in the pre-draft process and then um, draft night when they land. So definitely looking forward to that. So if anybody ever wants to um, 
you know, ask me any questions or just have any discussions um, regarding that, um, they can definitely do so. And, and I really appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I kind of uh, created this out of nothing and didn't really know what to expect. Uh, this was pretty cool. Uh, kind of something I've always wanted to do. I know you'd kind of mentioned the same thing and, and even a couple of the other guys had, had kind of said the same thing. And I've already had uh, at least a few of you guys um, mentioning that you want to be on the show, which is awesome. Uh, like I said, I have no idea what this is going to become or what it even is necessarily, um, but I kind of enjoy it. So if you guys are enjoying it, then let me know and I'll keep doing it. If you guys think it's really dumb, then maybe we'll shut it down. <laughs> but um but for now, I'm probably going to come up with some kind of like catchy phrase or something to end the show with, but I don't have that. And I uh, just got home from work and hadn't really had a lot of time to like sit down and, and think about that. So for today, I'm just going to say uh, thanks for listening and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.